Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting and hating on TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, bitter bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You control, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of they faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Said Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know who raised you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkman podcast. Where I, I do everything I can to bring you other people's experiences and their stories so they can help you better your life. Like I say, uh, I bring you I bring you the information. It's up to you how you process it. Happy holidays to your family. So much happy holidays to you as well. All right, cool. You you, you holding it down during the pandemic and you got your mask on and all that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Social distancing, staying away from people, and you flossing the teeth, you brushing your teeth, keep your breath fresh in the mask. Yes, sir. Okay, because if not, you know, you have sinus infection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 ah man, so yo, tell me your story, family. What's going on? Because you know, I was reading your. Your DM, and so you've been following me for a while, and you're really on point. And I just want people to know that even if you could follow, even if you follow my blueprint to the T, you still will have some trenches to fall in sometime, and you got to learn how to get out of it and keep it moving. So the floor is yours. All right. Uh, It was uh, May 5th, which is Cinco de Mayo. Uh, my cousin invites me over for tacos on Cinco de Mayo. Like, sure, mm-hmm. I'll come by. I stop by the liquor store, pick up a bottle of Don Julio, and I mm-hmm. had a place. Um, <clears throat> I had a few drinks there, and right. early in the morning, I made the decision to drive home. Uh, my mother really doesn't like me spending, you know, nights out. She gets very worried. I, I live in my mother's basement. Mm-hmm. So I made that decision to go home. Um, on the way home, I started feeling a little sleepy, so I pulled over on the shoulder of the BW Parkway and I go to sleep, put the car right. park and go to sleep. Police officer came, shined the light in the car, and uh, he knocked on the window and I woke up right away. He said, uh, good evening, sir. I said, good morning, because... At the time I left my cousin's place, it was about one fifty-six in the morning. Okay. So <clears throat> he asked me if I had anything to drink. Uh, I told him uh, this morning, no. However, yesterday evening at 8 p.m., I did. Um, asked my license registration. I gave it to him. He did what he did. Came back to the car and told me to step out. I asked him if it was a problem. He said, well, you want to do it in field sobriety test. Now, I'm not really too familiar to these situations, so I'm playing it. I'm just playing it as I, as I playing it along as I go with him. Mm-hmm. So, according to my judgment, after you know he told me to do all these tests, I think I passed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if not, he would have just told me to stop and like, you know, you're too drunk. Right. So but this is like twenty four hours. This is like I'm sorry to interrupt, but that happened at one something in the morning, and he tapped on your window at what time? It was about because on, on my on my report, uh, it's it says five thirty two, a.m. a.m. Okay, okay, so 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 it's only like a four hour difference. Okay, I thought it was like the yes. next one, like nine to ten o'clock. Okay, good, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> he says, "Well, we need to breath. I need to breathalyze you." Um, to know whether it's safe for you to drive. It's inadmissible in court, yada, yada, yada. I said, okay, well, if it's inadmissible in court, why don't you go based off of the sobriety test you gave me since breathalyzer is inadmissible in court? Mm-hmm. He said, well, it's for the safety of yourself and other drivers. So I said, ah, all right. I blew into the machine. Now, from I'm standing opposite him, I could see my results on his like on his machine. He doesn't know right. I could see it, and I saw point three four, and I looked at it and I was like, "Wow, I know that's pretty high." Mm-hmm. So he looks at me, tells me, "You know, unfortunately, you're too intoxicated to drive. We got to take you to, you know, to the station." Now, throughout this whole thing, um, you know, answering questions very lucidly. I'm not slurring my words. I, you know, I seem sober. But according to that machine, I know I wasn't okay to drive. Mm-hmm. So we get to the to the precinct. He reads me my rights and he gives me this long document. I read through the document very carefully. And then he tells me, this machine right here, if you blow into this machine, it can be used in court. Another machine and has a station. Yes. Okay. This machine can be used in court. What we did in the field cannot be used in court. But this machine can be used in court. You can accept or decline to blow into this machine. Mm-hmm. If you blow between above a point oh eight and higher than a point one five, you have a certain they give you there's certain punishments. So I declined to use the machine because I knew I was going to blow above that number. Smart man, smart man. Mm-hmm. No, I declined. Right. So they were like, okay. However, when you do decline, you automatically, you have a choice to either get a six-month interlock system in your car or your license suspended for 270 days after 45 days from the arrest. Damn. Yes. That's a given if you decline. Now, if you don't decline and you blow, now the court has on record that I actually was intoxicated way above .15. Lord knows how you know how long my license is going to be suspended. And the, right, the penalty, and the, by the time everything is done, if I if I heard correctly throughout the years, it could be upwards in the tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he don't mm-hmm. play about that, you know, drinking and driving stuff. Right. He don't. So I declined the blow. Now they gave me the option to. Uh, now I will say the person that pulled me over was a white police officer. Mm-hmm. Extremely kind to me. I think mm-hmm. he's very fair. Um, <clears throat> I called my sister, and. It was a. It was really shameful because I'm the one usually 
preaching to her about these kind of things, and boom, it happens to me. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she came and picked me up, took me home, and, you know, the following day I got in touch with lawyers. And according to my lawyer, uh, he said, he first of all asked me why didn't I blow at the precinct, and I told him I knew I was going to blow higher. And he was like, okay, smart, smart decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty, so I asked him now, like, by law, if the first breathalyzer that they blew in the field is inadmissible in court, and the one I took, in, the one that I didn't take at the, at the station that is admissible in court, but I declined it, what is there now to, uh, on paper, factual, that I was intoxicated that evening, or that morning, rather? Mm-hmm. Like the officer's word, I said the officer's word, and uh, you know I was I was I was I respect you know what the the process and everything, but uh, what I was upset about was it's too subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt as though all right, if somebody gets T.K. Kirkland mad, he's going to be upset. Right. Right? If somebody gets a police officer, man, he's going to be upset. Yeah, he's human. You understand? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, police officers and civilians are subject to the same ills and pressures as any and anybody. Right. So I was just like, okay, it's so subjective. The police's word, he can literally say you know, make up something in his mind and say, I got to the car and smelled. I read the, his, his statement. I said, this is so, this sounds so, you've read, you written this a hundred times. Right, right. You know, and that was like practice, my only Practice issue. writing. Practice writing. Mm-hmm. That was my only issue with the, uh, with the topic. However, it's a catch twenty two on anything you move. If you go this way, this happens. You go this way, this happens. So your mind gotta go as quick as possible to try to make the right decision. Decision. Now the only thing that I felt was advantageous to me was my lawyer told me about a particular law. I think it's called the Atkinson's law. And under this Uh law, um, you can use your vehicle as shelter. And he was like, the officer's defense is going to be, well, his key was in the ignition. And under the law states that it was, if you're using your car shelter, if the key is in the ignition, it's because you're trying to regulate from the conditions of, you know, the outside, whether it's hot or cold. So you're using your car to either heat up the car or cool down the car because of, okay. water, because of the conditions outside. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's what he's really going to you know, defend with. Uh, but after everything, and I got home, and I was like, after all the debating or whatever, I was highly disappointed in myself. I really was, um, because I understand. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like I had really, really gotten to a point in my life and uh, worked really hard, only to come just make a very, very a costly mistake. Right. And I know eventually, according to my lawyer, it might, you know, he said I'm going to get a PBJ and more than likely he's not going to go on my record as a DUI. But mm-hmm. if you look throughout 
throughout history, men, especially men who become like crazy successful, is mm-hmm. always a little mistake they made, and it 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 f's up everything. Right, it's true. It's true. But this is not that serious. It's serious. You didn't hurt anybody. No one got. Uh, it, there was no injury. Didn't hurt yourself. Um, we live in a world that people do judge extremely hard, but we always say nobody's perfect, right? Like yeah, oh, yeah. nobody's perfect. We always say that, but then the person who's either interviewing you or making the decision can be a hypocrite. And let me explain to you what I mean. In life, parents, parents when they were young, they were promiscuous, spoke weed, did drugs, et cetera. But when their kids do something, they come down so hard on them because they forget what they used to do. Mm-hmm. See, I treat my children with dignity and respect. I live by example. Like, And what I mean by that is I don't get on them. Even though I guess because I'm a big guy, I don't have no problems. Right, yeah. but my mindset is I can't put someone else down if I've been through something of that nature in my lifetime. My goal is to guide that person so that they don't make the same mistake and they give a person in their lifetime an opportunity as well. I'll give me an example. Years ago, I hit my daughter's mother from cheating on me. Went on a high-speed chase in California. Wow. Went to court. The prosecutor, black guy from Inglewood, California, mm. right? Now, I fought this case for about two or three years. That's always been my strategy when I would go to court is yeah. that I would fight cases two or three years. you got to have money for that, and you got to be Got to be smart. So I can say myself yeah. being smart. But in California, in San Bernardino, they are on a whole different ball. Any other place in the world, I'd have got probation and won't. So to make a long story short, yes, after sir. I got my sentencing, my fine or whatever, me and the black yes, prosecutor was talking. And I had explained to her, I said, yo, you know, she had cheated on me and this and that. The motherfucker said, yeah, my girl cheated on me too. And I had to go get back my ring and we had a fight. He had been through what I'd been through. Right? Uh But he's throwing the everything, but he's throwing the book at me. Instead of being the OG, right? Say, yo, we're going to give this young man a... A uh, 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 pass. We're not going. We're not going to give him a, just such a hard time in life. Yeah. Because once he's a brother, see, there's a people who are on the same level in life. Sometimes or powerful. When you get power, yeah. you always want to put the other person down without helping yeah. each other, right? Now he should have yeah. helped me. I never. You know, I've been in trouble before in my lifetime. But no mm-hmm. domestic violence. And this right here was is stated. My point that I'm making with you is that even though you're going through this journey, if you as your life moves on and people that you meet and someone has to judge you by your record, we have to hope that that person is not a hypocrite. Because yes. that person, too, can have a DUI on their back. So you don't know about their past. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
You sitting there, you don't know nothing about them. They could they could be pedophile, they could be the worst people mm-hmm. on earth. Well, mm-hmm. because you are in that chair, they're going to judge you. Now, this could be a gift and a curse. Yes. And understand what I mean. It can even be a curse. This could be an opportunity for you to say, I'm going to start my own business. Right? Yes, sir. That way you never have to answer to anybody. See, mm-hmm. I not always promote. You. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, not to cut you short, but uh, I forgot to say that the, the reason for my disappointment was because I just started my my own business, mm-hmm. and um, I run a record label in in Maryland. And I just found a commercial space. I started listening to you about a year and a half ago, and I said, "You know what? Everything TK is saying is right." I cut off women and just started stacking my money, mm-hmm. and finally, you know, bought all this equipment, educated myself in every sense possible into the business I was getting in and improved my, you know, my own self. My health was, was nonsense. Um, Mm -hmm. I had an issue with, which I'll probably talk about later, but I had an issue with pancreatitis. Okay. And I'm 20, and I'm 20, 26 years old. Now explain what that is. We can talk about it now. It's okay. All right. Uh, So pancreatitis is inflammation of the pancreas. Okay. Um, at the time that I discovered it, I went into the ER. I thought it was just like, I thought I was having a reaction to like spoiled milk or something because I ate mm-hmm. mac and cheese. And they you keep a lot of spoiled milk in the house, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I ate mac and cheese at this restaurant. <laughs> so I thought it was they call, lactose intolerant. I thought it was that. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm in the ER. They run all these tests on me. And then they start pumping me with uh, what's that stuff? It's uh, equivalent to it's, it's, it's like dope. Uh, morphine. Morphine. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> Damn. And, nah, it, I have never felt this kind of pain before. Then at okay. that point, I was just like, I understand why these people be stuck on this stuff. Oh my right. goodness. You know. So then they finally get do a cat scan on me, and they were like, your pancreas is inflamed. I'm like, uh-uh, this sounds very, very weird. I've never had this like type of stuff in my life. Right. And they told me it was, they couldn't really find out what the cause was. I only found out a year later. I thought it was like alcohol, but I'm like, I don't really drink that much. Mm-hmm. Um, they told me it was a re- as a result of high triglyceride levels. What are triglyceride levels? This is the bad part of cholesterol. You understand? Okay, I understand. So, yeah, so it's like when you have a poor diet for too long, um, your pancreas has to work extra extra hard um, to metabolize certain things in your blood. And so what I learned to realize is that, okay, my diet was very poor, and I had to immediately change my, like, my lifestyle. Okay. And uh, it scared me because, you know, my father had never had this issue. Mm-hmm. And I was only 25 at the moment time having this issue. And 
this is not, this is, you know, especially with African-American homes in the United States and the world in general, like, you know, lifestyle habits haven't really been the best since like the beginning of time. Right. So I, I just immediately just made changes to my life as hard, no matter how hard it was, um, from diet to exercise to everything. And, um, within a period of like 365 days, man, you would think that the person of 365 days ago and now completely different mm-hmm. from the way I think uh, to the things I do to the people I hang around with, completely different. That's so good. That's good. Completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and there are two people I listen to for like life advice. Mm-hmm. T.K. Kirkland. And this guy on YouTube called AMS. That's it. Okay. And I think that, you know, it was from when I started listening to all your podcasts, from interviews with Vlad, interviews with, like, people I never heard of. And I'm just like, man, she can't just wake up in the morning just ready to get gamed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being me. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I just slowly, I just feel like if you let do something over and over again, it slowly becomes part of who you are. Right. So I'm just like, every day I got to, you know, just listen to TK for a little bit and just make his life teachings become, because it's not like you're saying anything bad. You know, you're giving mm-hmm. your opinion on experiences based off of your life. Right. Um, and I just slowly started changing myself. And, and I, I live so by it, too. And live right. by it, too. I li- everything I, I tell like, y'all, I live by it, fam. Like, yes, sir. I, I, I want, see, like, a lot of people want to be in relationships. A lot of people want to be married, right? But marriage isn't for everybody, right? It's not. So people get married and they find themselves depressed and fucking unhappy because mm-hmm. even though you can love each other, personalities can clash. That's you don't right. have enough space to have your own space. Your money situation could be bad. You may have family members that your girl or your nigga you may not like. And you deal with that type of shit. See, I I try to get people to avoid all that, meaning you keep your place, I keep my place. I ain't got to go over your family's house, right? Your your mother and all that ain't got to come to my house. Yeah. I mean, I want to be bothered that motherfucker day. <laughs> For real. You know, For real. I, I, I might want to sleep in bed all fucking day. I don't want to, I don't want, matter of fact, I don't want to see nobody. I'm going to see your cousins. I'm going to yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I just want to chill. <laughs> you know, and this is what I mean by... keeping people, you could be in a relationship, but have that space. And you don't have to cheat. Like some some women will hear what I'm saying, or men will hear what I'm saying. And think because you live in your own spot, you're cheating. But it's not no. cheating. I just want to pay, and I just want to pay my bills. Like, you know, see, back in the day when it was coming up, it was meant that a man took care of a woman's bills, 
helped her out, all of that thing. And I think it's okay. I'm not against it. I think it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But it'll put so much pressure on a man, whether he has it or not. I think it puts men in an early grave. So to be responsible for another person's life. Now you got your children. Now you got a wife and, her, and the kids, right? And sometimes you have a family of your own already. It didn't work out with you and your girl. So now you're out here dating again. And if you don't know the rules of the game, you meet a woman, bad, she can fuck good, uh, uh, suck dick good. Now she got kids. So you you get caught up and you say, oh, I love her. I'm going to take care of her kids too. Now you have a second round of pressure on top of you. And I think pressure busts pipes, right? It sure do. And now you're out here busting your ass. You're doing everything that you got to do, but you're doing all this stuff for love. You're busting your ass for L-O-V-E from this woman or this man who has all these this baggage in the game. And I just don't want people to go through that. In the world. Right. If you got baggage, bitch, stay at your spot. I stay at my spot. Matter of fact, I don't even want to meet your motherfucking kids. Mm. I know that sounds mean. No, I mean, because, you know, soon attachment will be built. And I'm going to feel like yeah. I have to do something. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Like, some people think I'm cold or whatever, but I'm, I, I, I was taught years ago you have to think with your mind, not with your heart. 100%. Your heart will get you in motherfucking trouble every time. And that's the truth. Your heart will get you in trouble every time. So I'm winning the zone. Let's go back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was um, I greatly, you know, turned things around in my life. And when I say turn things around, TK man, I was coming from a place where I had just dropped out of college, mm-hmm. I was living in Colorado, doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. Right, Saturday wrong state, in the wrong damn state to be doing the wrong thing you were supposed to be doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't play up there. They don't play. They don't play. I've had a couple mm. runs. They don't play. Yeah, they don't play. I looked at my. All right. So I'm listening to you. I just said they don't play. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you told me to hold on. Uh-uh. Um, and I, I looked at my immediate circle. And I was just like, everybody here has a poor mentality. Everybody I'm around has a very broke mentality. Uh-huh. And I was just like, man, for all the stuff I know and the books I've read, what in the world am I doing hanging around these folks? Right. And it was a very, very shameful moment, but I had to pack it up and go home. I had to pack it up and go home. And came home, I was like, I just gave myself a year to just, like, rebuild. Right. And, you know, within a year, I had completely changed my whole life. And what I will say is, 
just the way like my father and my mother look at me now. That's um, awesome. It's uh man, sometimes sometimes I even cry about it because not too long ago my father was just looking at me in disappointment. Wow. Disappointment. Because he was a scholar, you know. Right. He got all these scholarships and degrees and stuff and and it's just like he built me in this image and I just went a whole completely different route. Um, and I just didn't want him to be disappointed, so I just took it upon myself, to, you know, to prove to myself first that, you know, I could be a different human being. Mm-hmm. And that's important mm-hmm. to dad that his son grows up solid. 100%. It's so important, fam. It's it so is. important. Enrolled back in school. Right. Because um, I got to a place in my business whereby I started to realize, and this is, I'm pretty sure people, a lot of people experience this, but I started to realize that a lot of stuff that I couldn't do, mm-hmm. I started hiring motherfuckers to do it. Say that part again. What? A lot of stuff that I couldn't do, I started hiring people to do it. And these things were stuff like, if you spent like, at most five, six days, you could probably figure it out. But I just didn't have the time and the patience to spend five, six days. So I spent a lot of money hiring people to do, like, stuff that I, I, I didn't have the time to do. Understand. So I was just like, okay, I need to go back to school because yeah. there's skills that I lack. And that's how I ended back up in school, this time knowing what I wanted to do. So I majoring in finance and accounting, and I did pass my first semester with straight A's. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so far, uh, everything is everything is going the way it should it should go. And um, I really wanted to take some time to really. I, don't, I know you get this a lot, TK, but I really, really wanted to thank you um, because it was your podcast that. I started listening to on SoundCloud. The first time I heard about you was the Breakfast Club, and I was just like, "This man speaks a lot of game, man. Where can I get more material?" Mm-hmm. And I started googling, googling, found some stuff, and it really, it's it, you know, it's, it says a lot when you can change the trajectory of somebody's life, right? You know, so that's one thing I really did want to, you know, thank you on. Oh, you're welcome, family. Yeah, because what I try to do, you know, when I first took this thing over, this podcast thing, I didn't want to interview celebrities but once in a while because either they got something already planned or they could be a hater and don't want to do your show. You know, so many levels, and I just don't, I don't really like asking anybody for nothing, especially a celebrity. Yeah. Because I don't consider myself a celebrity like you guys do, but I don't. I consider myself a man who graduated from college, who got, who fell into entertainment, mm-hmm. saw some opportunities and applied myself and got good at it. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the Internet, people are finding out how good I really am as a stand-up comedian. And that's all that matters to me. You know, whether I reach the, the top of the mountain and people compare me to the greats, but all I want is that when they mention Chris Rocks, 
And they mentioned the Eddie Murphys, the Richard Pryors. Yes. I want them to mention T to the motherfucking K. That's and if people right, and you know. if people understand stand up, they'll see see, I don't want to be the one to say how good I am. Yeah. Yeah. I want people to see and they say how good I am. Because yep. Jamie Foxx yep. been talking about it for over 30 years, that I'm the best comedian that ever touched the mic. Like, all the comics know it. I heard them. I heard them. I hear them say it all the time. They know, yo. They know. All of them know. When I was coming up in the game, all of them was afraid to go on after me. Swear to God. I'm talking about I, I, I like Mike more. Tyson walking in the room. And put fear in niggas. It was like that, yo. I am not lying. I swear to you, it was like that. So I want to thank people like yourself. I want to thank social media. I want to thank people who know about me. I want to thank people who are understanding stand-up comedy and entertainment about finding out about T.K. Kirkland. Like, and that's how come I want to live as long as possible for people to say one day, yo, ain't nobody colder than that nigga on that mic. That's that's all I'm looking forward to, for people to say that. Because once if you, if you ever get a chance to see me live, I tell people, God, you will be a fan forever. Forever. 100%. So, nah. Yeah. Another, just one more thing, a thing that I had that I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm really new to like the field I'm doing, and which mm-hmm. is the the music business. Mm-hmm. You got artists already? I have one artist, including myself. Okay. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. Go ahead, listen. Uh, so <clears throat> on the low between myself and my family. Um, I work a job as, I work a job, in the, a job in the healthcare field. Okay, cool. Now, my monthly, my monthly, my monthly income is roughly $7,000. Okay. Um, now, I made an executive decision within myself to live in my parents' basement. And just get myself in order. Now, take care of the bills in the house and, you know, get myself in order till I'm ready to move out. Right. Personally, that executive decision lies on the fact when I can hit 250. If I hit 250, I think that's a solid number for me to say, all right, I'm going to move out. Okay, I like that. So 250000 Yes, sir. And that's 250 after taxes. Right. I like that. For my business. Right. Um, so currently, all, all my income is being poured into, um, back into the, back into the business. At the end of the month, I usually have about maybe $400 to play around with. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to know whether I was making the right choice in, Stay in my basement and 
until I was really, really in a good, solid financial place to, before I moved out. They personally don't have a problem with it. But I know, like, as a man. No, no, no. You, you start in the business and you have sure. dreams. See, here's the thing about parenting. Anybody that has a child, yes, sir, automatically from day one start putting $50, $75, $100 a month away for their child and more if you can. Yeah. 20 years for your children. Yeah. Right? So when your child mm-hmm. turns 21 or 22 years old, you can give them a check for fifteen, twenty thousand yeah. to help get a car, help get a place to live. This should, this is the parent's responsibility now. Yeah. This is what every parent in the world should do. If you yeah. have a child, no matter you're paying bills, no matter what you're doing, you got to put money away for the day your child wants to move out. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to make decisions what you're doing now. You should already have twenty, thirty thousand already. Yeah. From them to give, they give about to give to you because you about to move out. You want your dad to say, "Hey, son, I got this for you, and this is how you're gonna spend it. You can get an apartment, or you can go get a." Um, down payment on the house, depending on what kind of money you bring. But that that's my example. So mm-hmm. since our parents don't do that, you have to be smart. Now, you can't have no kids. Yeah. You can't put yourself in debt if you really believe in you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because, see, once you, get the, once you get success and once you are happy with what you're doing, life is so amazing. And I tell people all the time, problems start when you start fucking, you start having relationships, about being a girl. For your girl, your girl could love you, you blow up, now she's jealous of your company, your artist, because you're going to change. She knows you're going to change. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, she can go on to be successful and the guy can change. So I tell people all the time, stay single and follow your dream, and that way you'll have no issues or you you know, how people change their lives for the person that they love. Well, I'm going to give all this up for you. And then, you know, you find out that niggas and um, uh, females, something not, I say 80%, maybe 90% of the time ain't shit. Now your life is fucked up in shambles. Sometimes you got a kid. Sometimes you got a kid from the wrong nigga or the wrong female. You're suffering for the rest of your life. And now I don't want nobody to go through that shit. It's terrible. I know somebody personally whose life just went to shit. Mm-hmm. Personally, in my you know little African community, whose whose life just went to shit. Yep. So you have to. Mm-hmm. You're doing the right thing, basically. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Just have fun. You know, have you? Know, Get your dick sucked, have some, get some pussy, go to, <laughs> you know, have a nice dinner. You know, but be, always be a gentleman. Yes, sir. Always treat the woman, always treat a woman accordingly is the word. Because sometimes you could treat a woman nice and she could be ratchet or a fucked exactly. up person. You know, but if you could find a nice woman and treat her nice, yo, do that, fam. But if she wants to get serious, and you know, just avoid it because let them know what your plan is, and you know, you got you have to motivate her too. 
say, listen, I love you, but don't you have plans? What's your goals? Now, we yeah. could date. We could date, but I want you to win too. You know, we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to get married. I, I'd rather give you knowledge and a lane to better yourself as a woman. Because like I used to tell people all the time, knowledge is a lot longer and thicker than dick. It is. It's cold. It is no it's a cold. It's cold. Like, I'd rather give a woman knowledge all day than try to fuck her or just laying in bed and we're not doing anything. I want you to achieve because 20, 30 years, man, you got a nice home, you're traveling. Yeah. Hopefully you remember, nigga. Not that I want anything from you, but you're like, yo, that was TK. <laughs> put me, you know, that was TK that put me on. Of course, of course. And that's how the legacy continues. Like before you know they got TK face on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I'm excited about what this um this podcast is doing for people. So, you know, all started on the Breakfast Club when I was on there. Yeah. The, the numbers were so high. They was like, yo, you want to do this? You want to do that? And it took me a year to do it because I did not want to do that. I thought it was the, I thought the genuine me. I thought it was the corniest shit in the world. I know. You thought, <laughs> you thought it was an iPod. Right. I sure did. I was like, hey, you think want me to do an iPod? I sure did say that shit. <laughs> You know yeah, something no. that I, I, I also noticed was I don't even have I don't even have a hundred thousand dollars yet to my name CK, but it's like you said when you get to like you start working out, you start losing weight, mm-hmm. and ambition and stuff. I swear the way they treat you is a little different. It's scary, right? And things change. Like see, and life is opportunities. No, and and, and it, it's kind of cruel, but it's honest. Sometimes parents die, leave you hundred thousand dollars. You know, sometimes you get hurt, inherit money. Sometimes you can play the lottery, inherit, you know, and win hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Sometimes you can have a girl that you're dating that believes in you, might give you money. Sometimes when your homies go to Pro Bowl or become famous, they can give you money. So life has a way of having surprises that can change your life. You definitely, yeah. yeah. You know, that could change your life. But let's talk about the B-side if we don't make it, right? We have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. See, as long as you are happy in your heart and understand yeah. success, and I'm saying to you about success. See, some people think success is being on television, driving a Rolls Royce, having all this damn jewelry on your neck. No. Success is when you are happy within yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have our moments, the days that we get slightly depressed, right? Yep. No? But I tell people, go go for a jog. Start doing some pushes or sit-ups. You know, you're in the gym, hit a, a bag or something, lift weights. And it will all go away. But think twice about your decisions. Like the decision you made that day for drinking could have went so many ways. That man could have walked up on you like they did that kid at the at the um, at the drive-through uh-huh. at the at the um, rest at one of the fast food restaurants. He had a gun on his lap, and 
They didn't have to kill him. They did not. Yes, he was going to grab the gun first because he was was going to pick up the gun to probably move it or hide it once he saw it was the police. Mm -hmm. So he puts his hand on the gun and they shoot the man. All they had to do was just really let him wake up and go on about his business. And, and, And that's about it. That's all they had to do, and I think about that. That was a damn shame. They had to do that boy like that. And it's been it's been happening a lot. It's been happening and it's a lot. It's going to continue to happen, fam. This is it happened in our parents' lifetime. It's happened in our lifetime because Afro Americans do not take the liberty or go start cracking motherfuckers over their head or start killing the people the person or persons who killed their child. You laughing. I'm serious. It's true. I believe in eye for eye, two for two. But what I think ultimately should happen is black people need to just start owning shit. It ain't going to happen, fam. I'm 59 years old. They've been singing this song my whole life. I know. I've heard the A side, the B side. I've heard the cassette tapes. I've heard the eight track cassettes. <laughs> I've heard it on SoundCloud and iTunes. I've, I've seen it all in my lifetime. We sing the same fucking song every time. And the list keeps getting longer and longer of Afro American men. We even had a president of the United States of America who was black. That should have made to me made it like a, a felony to kill a black man without a weapon. Like they should have did something to protect the black man to hold another level because that's what leaders is for. You know, mm-hmm. if you're black and you and we know that this is only may ha- it may not happen again. Do whatever you can for your people. Because in the next 50 years, there's going to be a Spanish president. 100%. And he's going to take care of his people, yo. He's going to watch him. I'm telling you. He's going to take care of his people. I'm telling you, fam. One thing I I saw when I was living in Colorado is once you see the the drive-thru around McDonald's, Mm -hmm. they're going around the block after, after hours for the clubs. Across the street. On Colfax Avenue, there's a Taco Max. Drive through goes around the block. And I was like, wow, these people started this brick by brick and it's going around the block. Mm-hmm. They invest in their own people, they build the community, the money circulates in their communities, and and and, and there's some, some of them are undocumented. Mm-hmm. So it's coming. It's, it is coming. It's coming, brother. Trust me, it's coming. And you heard it here first. It's coming. <laughs> and, they, and they and they just really, I'm quite sure they have their issues or whatever, but the majority of the part, they stick together. No, they do. They do. And they have good hearts. They do. They do. They do. Uh, now, who was saying that? that he, walked into, he walked into jail, and the first thing they say was, to the to, to to the Mexican guys, yo, you good? And I was like, oh no, black folks don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I got locked up one time. As soon as I walked in, that's the same thing they asked me, what you just said. So you good? And they bring you shit, chips, soap, deodorant, whatever you need, fam. I'm not lying with my own eyes. That's 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 crazy. I seen it with my own eyes, yo. Yeah, it is what it is, fam. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland podcast. You know, um, tomorrow, which just aired today. I mean, this is being recorded today, but tomorrow, Monday. It's Memorial Day. It is. And we wish everybody a safe and prosperous day. You know, keep your social distancing, keep your mask on. I mean, there's so many different um, stories I hear that is fake, that is real, that is this, that is that. I saw a video on um, Facebook where they was filming like it was a pandemic lion taking pictures and videos, and the people were fake on the on the stretcher or saying that. But I could tell you this on the real. I lost six um, family members in the last two months from COVID. Uh, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Yeah, thank you, sir. So COVID is, um, I think, just a deadly form of the flu, a deadly strain of the flu. So just like the flu can kill people, the COVID just really was more powerful. So you got to wash your hands, keep your hands clean, wear your mask, whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's a hoax or not. That was something that my aunt always used to tell me, God bless her, that she passed away during COVID. She used to always say, C-Y-A, cover your ass. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for updates and comedy shows. We're getting ready to get back to the swing of things updates on just life in general. And if you have a story, hit me in my DM um, on my Instagram and um, tell me what you're going through. And I'll read it, and I promise you I'll get back to you as humanly possible. Until that, may your pain be champagne. It's the TK Kirkland Podcast. Yo, my man, wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything. All right. Now, next time you go out, and you're drinking one drink. And you can have many drinks you want in your house. But when you're out, one drink because you just never know. And you walked away from that situation and a ble- as a blessing because that, that could have really went another direction. It really could. All right, you take care of yourself, give your family a hug, and I wish you the best on your journey and I hope that you accomplish all your goals. And thanks for being supportive, and thanks for allowing me to change your life. Thank you so much. God bless. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.